morning. So I've been here so often in the last couple of years, I feel like I shouldn't have to introduce myself, but I know people have been coming and going. I'm Father Bartholomew Hutcherson. Father Carl is my classmate, and we're very good friends, and it's a joy to be here, as always, at St. Dominic's. And I'm here uh, this weekend to preach and for the next three days to offer a, an Advent mission, a time of reflection uh, for the Advent season, a time for preparing, of course, a time of waiting, a time of, of anticipation, a time of hope. Advent is a time in which we think about waiting, waiting. We Think of it as a time in which we remember Israel at the time of Jesus waiting for the Messiah. It's a time that we recall that we as a Christian people are also waiting for the Messiah, waiting for the return. The sense of waiting always, the focus is on our waiting, our preparing, our being vigilant, our waiting hopefully, joyfully waiting for the return of the Lord. And of course, that's the sense that we get from that quote that we have in the gospel today from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah says that, that we are to prepare the way for the Lord to come to us. The voice of one crying out in the desert. John was a symbol of that waiting of Israel. He becomes a symbol for us of our waiting for the return of the Lord. We are waiting for the Lord to come. And we are called to fill up the valleys, to make level the mountains, to make the crooked ways straight, to make the rough ways smooth so that the Lord can come to us. It is us who are waiting. Those same symbols, those same images, the mountains made low, the valleys filled up, are used by the prophet Baruch in our first reading today. But in the first reading today, it is not Israel waiting for the Lord. Rather, it's Jerusalem waiting for the return of the exiles, 500 years before the birth of Christ. Up on the heights, Jerusalem, stand up and look to the east and see your children gathered from the east and the west as they return from exile, Israel waits. Why does Israel wait? Israel waits because God is in Israel. It's not Israel, it's not Jerusalem that's waiting. It's God who is waiting. And so while we think of, of Advent as a time in which we wait, Advent also reminds us that the Lord is waiting for us. And it's a powerful image that's used throughout, especially with the, with the prophecies of Isaiah. It's used throughout the Advent season that God is waiting for you and me. The prophecies of the Messiah were often, many of them, developed during the time of exile when the people of Israel had been taken into captivity in Babylon. And so that sense of our desire to return to the Lord, our desire to return to all the powerful symbols of who God was, the temple, the priesthood, the cult of Israel, all of those things were waiting for us in Jerusalem. God himself waiting for us. It was our sin that took us away, but God is waiting for us to return to him. And so Advent becomes a time of our thinking about our journey back to God and God waiting for us. God waiting for us to come to him. Uh, one of the first prophecies of Isaiah 
which we hear during the Advent season. It's the reading of the first Sunday of the first year of Advent, year A, uh, but, it, but we also have it several times during Advent as a, a daily Mass reading. Isaiah says, in the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain. All nations shall stream toward it. Many shall come and say, come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob. Let us go there that he may instruct us in his ways and we may walk in his path. Come, house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Again, an image of our journey, our journey towards God, people streaming towards the mountain of the Lord. And many times in the prophecies, we have that same image, God waiting on his holy mountain and people from all over the world coming to that holy mountain there to encounter the grace, there to encounter the mercy, there to encounter their God. And God patiently, mercifully, graciously waiting. God waiting for us. Throughout our religious history, the image of pilgrimage, the image of journey, our movement towards God has been used as a sign of our relationship with God, a symbol of our relationship with God. We are constantly on that journey. All the way back at the beginning, Abraham, called by God to leave his home in Ur of the Chaldees and go to a new land promised and given to him by God. The people of Israel, freed from slavery in Egypt in the Exodus, moving towards that promised land. And the exile, the end of the exile, seen as a second exodus, the people of Israel returning to the mountain of the Lord. Jesus himself had no place to lay his head, constantly on the move. And that's the image of our God all the way, always uh, uh, calling us as a people to be on the move, on the go, moving ever closer and closer to our God. After his resurrection, of course, Jesus sent his disciples, go. Go into the world, take the gospel, preach the gospel to the four corners of the world. And the image of the Acts of the, of the church and the Acts of the Apostles, a church constantly on the move. So that idea of, of, that idea of journey towards God has always been a part of our tradition. The church recovered the image of the, of the pilgrim church, the church on pilgrimage in the Second Vatican Council. And so we see ourselves as a pilgrim people moving towards God. And brothers and sisters, each Sunday when we gather as a Christian community, we come in procession and we come here to the mountain of the Lord, knowing that here the Lord is waiting for us. And here at the mountain of God, instruction shall go forth. Here at the mountain of God, we will encounter the Lord. No less this time of year, we're reminded the Lord is waiting for us back there in the confessional, huh? that God is waiting for us to climb that mountain to experience His grace and His forgiveness. We're reminded that God is waiting for us anytime that we gather as a community to pray, or when we go into our closet, we go into our room, to our most private place and pray to Him, the Lord is waiting for us. He invites us to invite others to join us on the pilgrimage. It's the, it's the absolute mission of the church that we go out on our pilgrimage, on our way as we go and take the gospel to the four corners of the world, that we invite the whole world. The whole world. That's what's envisioned by Isaiah. That's what's envisioned by the prophets of the exile, that the whole world, not just Israel, 
But all the children of God come from the east and west and gather at the mountain of the Lord. So we're called to invite others to join us on the journey, that journey towards God, that journey where the Lord waits for us. Yes, Advent is a time of waiting, expectation, anticipation, hope, joyful waiting. We wait, but the Lord waits for us as well. Over the course of the next three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I want to invite you to a deeper reflection on that journey and the specific journey I want to talk about during the Advent mission as I give these three talks is the journey to Bethlehem, right? So we're on this journey right now and it's gonna take us to our annual remembrance of Bethlehem with the birth of Jesus. But I want to help you reflect more deeply on Bethlehem and see the fullness of what Bethlehem is in our religious tradition, not merely the place of the birth of Jesus. Why does Bethlehem, this little insignificant village in Judea, become so important? Why do we remember it every year by placing out a, a crash or a nativity scene? Why do we remember it in song? Why do we remember it in prayer? Why do we remember it with such beautiful liturgy? And I think that our reflection on Bethlehem itself, the geographic location, the little town, if we reflect on it more deeply and see it in terms of journey, in terms of journey, people going to Bethlehem, then I think it can add to our, the depth of our celebration of the Nativity when it comes this year. So I'm going to reflect over the course of three days on six journeys to Bethlehem. People are always going to Bethlehem in the scriptures. Why? Well, we're going we're gonna to reflect on that. So two, two journeys from the Old Testament, two journeys from the Gospels, and two journeys of saints in the history of the church. And so uh, by looking at these journeys and what the depth of these journeys meant for those individuals, hopefully it can add to our own understanding of why we journey to Bethlehem and we can make that journey together. So I invite you over the course of these days, I'll give the talk after the 815 Mass, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday morning half hour, at, at most 40 minutes, and then in the evening I'll repeat it at 6.30. The, the, the three talks will be uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday morning, and then again on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday evening. So I invite you to come with me and reflect on Bethlehem, reflect on the journey, and know that the Lord waits.